Fast Forward Productions. The women are speaking. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the One Broke Actress Podcast, an honest account of actor life, plus a few lessons I learned in the process. I am your host, Sam Valentine, and today we are doing an actory but not actory episode. <laughs> If you guys were here last week, I did an episode kind of very short mini stating that I cannot do all of the things and sometimes I drop balls. Last week, it was important for me to highlight that on the podcast. It's a really quick five minute episode. If you haven't heard it, go listen back to it. And also, if you are not subscribed and following this podcast, this is your reminder. Please do so. Does a great deal for the podcast and a great deal for me. So please click that button. Follow subscribe, whatever you want to do. If you're feeling fancy, drop a rate and review. Really appreciate that. We're almost to 400. Woohoo! Today's episode is all about the systems and software that I use to run my day-to-day life. If Gabrielle Binloss were here, she would be making fun of me very hard because she knows how much I rely on software to run my world. I cannot get by without implementing systems and routines and like, what can I automate and how efficient can I make it? And this is just something I've learned from learning what is at my fingertips and at my disposal and also being a constant student of what can I learn that I don't yet know. I'm no computer coder, y'all. Although I am technologically slightly averse, I hate like a directions manual or things like that. I am also terrified of being behind in the technology curve. Like I have a beautiful, amazing, sweet, kind grandmother who lives in Arkansas and she barely has internet and I can't send her a text or an email. And I don't want to be that. I want to make sure that when I'm older, I can understand what's going on in technology (laughs) and also use it to my advantage because there's a lot of things in this world that we can utilize and not just for our actor brains, but for our day-to-day life because we as creatives have a lot going on and I want to be able to outsource and offload as much as possible. So today I'm going to kind of give you a rough outline of some of the biggest softwares and systems that I use. You do not need these, okay? I'm going to say it now, probably say it at the end. You don't need to download all these and start using them today. Some of them have a cost associated with them, and I don't think that this is something you need to deal with today, but some of them are free, and I think they could make your life a lot easier. So let's get into it. Number one, and hands down, the best and most low cost because it is free thing that I utilize in my day-to-day life is Google Calendar. I do not know what I did before Google Calendar. I do not remember. Nope, can't remember. I never used the Apple Calendar because I don't like the layout of it. I don't think it's easy to see the overview of a week or a month or a day. I really prefer a Google Calendar. I can color code things. I can add locations and Zoom links. There's so much you can do on there that is 100% free. I also like subscribing to other calendars. So if you have a Gmail account, you can create your Google Calendar. You can add any sort of event to it that you'd like. You can make them recurring. You can make them like once a month, all those things. Like you can really control your own schedule with this. And then you can get even more detailed by adding notes to specific things. So for example, those of you who have taken the what to do when you're not working workshop, which by the way, is a passive workshop. I'll put the link below. You guys can utilize that at any time if you want to check out that class. But in that class, I talk about setting up recurring times for you to work on certain things. 
like acting. So if you have a time in your calendar where you are blocking off Wednesdays from one to four, I love a Wednesday for acting stuff. This is my acting time. And maybe at the beginning of that week, I'm going to open that event in Google Calendar and I'm going to type in that I am going to read this script and watch this show. And so when I get to that event, I already know what I'm doing in that time period. And I'm not just like, oh, well, this is the time I'm supposed to act. Now I have to spend time deciding what that is. Nope. It's already listed there in the account for you. So I'm a huge fan of this. You can also invite other people to your events so it can show up on their calendar too. And you can add emojis. And like I said, colors. I have separate calendars for acting and for personal meetings and fitness and all of these things. My calendar is just a mishmash of colors. And I also have my husband's calendar on there. So when we have something going on, I can add his calendar to mine and I can see, like I can click it on or off because I don't always want to look at it. And when I click it off, it just goes away. When I click it on, I can see what events we have that overlap so we can make sure we're taking care of the dogs. So we can make sure that the person who needs the car has the car. So we can make sure our schedule is right. And I know he's going to be home for dinner this night or he's not going to be home for dinner that night. It just makes a huge difference. And it takes away that day-to-day extra, extra step of sending a text or waiting for a reply. And I cannot speak highly enough of Google Calendar. If you're an Apple Calendar person, that's great. If it works for you, it works for you. But having a digital calendar that you can invite people to and utilize and that way, no matter what, I know some people love a planner and like a paper calendar. And I love that for you. But the way our schedule changes on the fly, I need to be able to drag and drop things. I need to be able to move it around. And Google Calendar has that aspect. It's also always in my pocket because it's on my phone. The Google Calendar app is so easy to use. And the way it works in terms of your day-to-day, you can add the widget on there. Like I just cannot say enough things about Google Calendar. (laughs) I break down a little bit more in that bonus episode how I utilize it, but something new that I've added, which is our second software we're talking about today, Analo Madrid from Put Me On Self Tape was like, you have to get this. I was like, I don't know if I need this. I don't know. I don't know. I did. It's called Reclaim. Reclaim Reclaim.ai. Reclaim.ai is an extension that you can add to Google Calendar and you can have all on its own website as well if you prefer that. Reclaim will allow you to add the consistent things you want to have in your calendar and you can decide how much time you want for each of them and how flexible they are. So here's an example. I used to put my lunch in my Monday through Friday schedule. This way, I always had that time every single day. And sometimes I would block off 30 minutes and sometimes I would only need 20. Sometimes I would block off an hour. I would only use 30. And in Reclaim, I can have it say, I want to have lunch between noon and two, Monday through Friday. And it's flexible. And it can be between 30 minutes and an hour and a half. And based on what else happens in my day-to-day in that particular day, the app will automatically move around my lunch to fit that time block. And based on how flexible I say it is, it will automatically change the time based on my day. 
because this updates so quickly, it is so nice for an actor schedule because you know you have your whole week laid out and then something happens and someone's like, hey, do you want to read this scene with me or something like that? And you're like, oh yeah, let me just look at my calendar. Okay, well now I need to like shorten that event so that I can fit this in. No, this does it for you automatically. Whatever you add on top of your schedule, it will make the other habits that you set in place fit around them. It will also automatically add the things you want to focus on. So when I say I want to do deep work, aka writing a podcast or a blog or creating social media content, I can say I would like to do deep work twice a week for two to three hours. And based on what my schedule is that week, it will automatically place those times in my calendar. If I have two hours in one day, it'll place it here. And if I only have an hour and a half one day, it will not place that deep work in there because that's not enough time for me. It will wait till I have a two-hour section in a day. I love this program. It is so nice. And if you are someone who often schedules links with other people, you can have scheduling links inside of it that fit with your to-do list. So the habits that you put in, it follows along on them, on how protective you are for them, aka how flexible they are. And you can insert meetings inside of that flexibility or not if you're very protective of a time. So my Wednesday actor days, nobody can schedule meetings with me on those days. That is really important to me. And that is something that I am trying to block really hard around as we move into the next iteration of actor work, whatever this looks like. So that is a time for me that I have to perhaps schedule meetings with my agents or managers or watch content, work on a self-tape, tape for castability. All of those things can happen in the schedule that I pre-made and it can block off that time for me in advance. So when I go to my Sundays and I sit down to look at my week ahead, Reclaim has already taken all of the things I say I want to prioritize and fit them into my schedule. And then I can modify them however I see fit. I love this program. There is a free version and there is a paid version. I utilize the paid version because I have a lot of scheduling links that people work with me on. But check it out. It is really cool if you're someone who has trouble making their own schedule and fitting things in or if it tends to fall off the radar when you get busy. I would highly, highly, highly recommend this. And you get these like weekly summaries that it says what you have done and what you've accomplished, which for those of us who just blow through work constantly and don't stop to look back, it's kind of nice to be reminded every once in a while of the work that we've gotten done. So check out the reclaim.ai. There is a link below in the show notes for you. So those are my scheduling platforms of choice. Google Calendar, and Reclaim. Who knows what it will be in the coming months? I'm open to learning new things, but right now those are the most effective things that I can possibly use. I've dabbled in a couple different things, but these are the ones that have stood the test of time of the past two months. <laughs> in terms of my work, and a lot of you are in TM who are listening, our membership, and a lot of you are in various other online communities, things like Slack are game changers. I utilize Slack for all of my businesses because who amongst us has ever said, I wish I had more emails? Not me. <laughs> I get too many emails already. So number three on this list is Slack. I love how this program is set up. It is something you add to your desktop and you can also add it to Android or iOS if you want to utilize it on your phone. And this is a way to keep a community in one place and you can create conversations and channels, and we utilize it heavily in the membership. 
where there are different channels for people to talk about different topics or reach out and get someone to help them as a reader for a scene or get feedback on something. But I also utilize it in all of my businesses. So there is one for Fast Forward Productions where I talk to my whole team in there and we have all of our clients in their own channels. This keeps us from getting 10 billion emails a day. So we have one place where we keep our discussions. It's basically group chat on steroids. I love this program. Those of you who work a corporate job or any sort of work from home job, I guarantee you use some version of Slack or Teams. This is my preference of the things that it offers. You can also have your own channels where you can set up things for yourself. So I actually have an ideas channel in One Broke Actress where sometimes I just think of something and I send it to myself. It is a great place for keeping those kind of things. And they've added a lot of extensions like notes and canvases. So if you're someone who works with a group of people, perhaps you run your own actor admin group. I know a lot of you do this. I could not recommend more having a Slack because you can keep things in there for your group together. You can keep conversations ongoing and it keeps it out of your work or personal inbox and out of your personal text messages. Boundaries are really important to me. And having boundaries along what is for personal and friendship and family versus what is for work really makes a huge difference. And the more I set up these boundaries solidly, the happier I am in my work days. So then on the weekends, I just don't check Slack. Okay, sometimes I check it. (laughs) Let's be honest. I run my own companies. I have to check Slack. But On the whole, I will try to not get in there on the weekends. So it's very similar to not checking your work emails over the weekends. I love that it does that. I also love I can turn on and off notifications. It's a great place, truly, if those of you who run your actor admin groups, you can have it completely free. You can set it up yourself and have your own. So you can utilize it as a group, as a place to share links and save times or make plans together. Or you can even have huddles on there because you can have group calls. It is a game changer of an app and I cannot recommend it enough. So Slack is a big one for me. Secondary to Slack in terms of business things, but you can also utilize this in your day-to-day life, is Zapier. I'm going to get a little techie on you. I'm going to get a little like Cody on you, but I promise it's easy to follow because I don't code, y'all. I like a list of steps and that's what Zapier is. It is essentially a middleman that connects one program with another. I use it in my day-to-day life for connecting my email to my Slack So that way, I don't check my email as often. If something important comes in, I get notified in Slack. And also, I can get notified after a certain time. So because I've connected these programs, I can stay out of my inbox all day long unless I get an audition email or something important comes through because I've connected these systems with Zapier. I have reminders in Zapier on the first of the month to check all of my financials and to send my monthly check to SAG-AFTRA for my health plan for this podcast and platform. That is a reminder that I might ignore in my Google Calendar if it's always there. But if it's sent to me in an email, it's like a task in my inbox. I will always, always do it. I also have reminders, and this is going to be a little odd, but I just have to take worry out of my brain sometimes, and I have to take things off of my own plate. So I have a reminder that schedules to me every six months that says, worry about your reps today. And I think you guys are going to follow this one well. But I think 
we're all constantly afraid that we're not doing the type of evaluating and work that we're supposed to be doing. And I don't have the mental capacity to always be worrying about that. So I set this reminder up to myself so that way I don't have to think about it in the day-to-day. It comes up to me. And for the past two years, it's popped in and I've thought, nope, I'm good. And I just delete it. And then four to six months later, it comes again. And this way, I don't have to always be thinking about this. You could set up the same type of reminder to update your online profiles. You could set one to send a thank you email to all of the casting directors you've been out with recently. These are all things you could totally automate with Zapier to send you reminders. If you're also a user of Slack and of Google Calendar, you can also connect them. (laughs) If you're a utilizer of any sort of platform like this, it is a great little connection and there is a free plan that you can utilize. I have the paid one because I have way too many businesses and lots of things, reminders coming at me all the time. But it's a great process if it is something you're interested in in order to automate other systems. I've seen people utilize this to send thank you notes specifically whenever they have a calendar event. After that calendar event, a note goes out to the person who was in that calendar event, (laughs) thanking them for their time. There is so much you can do with these programs now, and they make it really simple. So if you are into this stuff, Zapier and Slack, two of my other good friends. Okay, moving on to where I take notes and how I remember things. The notes app in your iPhone, if you're an Android user, I'm sorry, I've never had an Android, but I'm sure you have something very equivalent to this. It is the most basic but most useful tool that is free, along with Google Calendar. The notes app is so great if you have a partner that you share things with, like groceries, dear God, solidify your grocery list and utilize the same one all the time. You don't always have to be starting from scratch. My husband and I share a grocery list on our Apple Notes. It is a shared note. It is pinned to the top of my notes and it stays the same basically all the time. And then before we go get groceries, we will update that note. So right now we need olive oil. Great. Make sure that box is unchecked. We also just recently ran out of nutmeg, something that we very rarely buy. Make sure that's unchecked on the bottom in like the et cetera list. But we have it designated in produce and freezer and bread and all of that stuff. And it just makes our life so much easier that it is a note we both have access to since we both eat the same food. If you have roommates and you guys share groceries or if you live with a partner or a friend and you often utilize the same items in your home, paper towels, et cetera, toilet paper, all of those things, I highly recommend sharing these type of notes. And then if you're someone who needs to split budget, that is also a great place to keep those totals. Hey, throughout the last two months, I spent this, you spent that, I owe you this. This is not planned. I did not have this written down in my notes. But if you're someone who also does a lot of that, I recommend the app Splitwise. It is a great app. By the way, I'm not. This, none of this is sponsored, guys. These are just things I want you to know about. Splitwise is a free app you can add to your iPhone, and then you can have a group with other people and add a total amount of what you spend on different things, and it will automatically have you pay them what you owe instead of you having to split it up all the time. So if you have a group of friends you go out to dinner with, or maybe you share an IMDb Pro or a Casting About account, Or if you have roommates and you're constantly juggling who bought toilet paper and hand soap and shampoo or whatever, Splitwise is a really great app to add that consistently to. I love it. Hot tip. 
when you stay at an Airbnb with friends, like when you all go for a wedding or a trip or something, my God, get a split wise because then one person's going to get groceries and the other person's going to pay for the Airbnb and da, 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 and it adds up so quickly. Just keep tabs on that and add your receipts to it at the end of the trip and then it'll even out what everyone owes. It is like a beautiful piece of software. Stop Venmoing each other $5 every other day. Like use Splitwise. That was not listed here, but we will keep t- keep going. So Apple Notes also is a great place to keep lists of shows you want to watch, of content you want to see, and thoughts you have on the business. So it's always available. It's always right there on your phone. And you can just pop that puppy open and add a list of a movie. I talk to people all the time about content and they're always recommending shows and movies. And I used to think like, I'll just think of it when it's time. But you know, when you sit down to watch a TV show on a Friday night or a movie, you're like drawing a complete blank space. And you're like, I guess I'll just watch another episode of Kardashians. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. But that's what I end up doing. Vanderpump Rules, I've watched every season like seven times because I just sometimes can't use my brain to think of things. So have a list in your phone of the content you want to be watching. If you want to take this to another level, I have recently become a fan of the software. Is it software? Is it an app? Is it a program? I don't know. I am a fan now and big user of Notion. Notion is also free. It is also an app and it is Apple Notes and Google Sheets and Google Tasks and Todoist and everything to a 10. (laughs) It is my new favorite thing and I love it. So it is a place to house all of your thoughts, ideas, to-dos, items, everything. So let me explain. I utilize Notion for all of my businesses to keep track of our to-dos and our lists and all of the stuff we have coming up. I use it to manage projects. So for example, when I redo the Working Actor Workshop, it will be on Notion and then broken down into a step-by-step basis. If you've ever used like an Asana or Trello or something like that, you can basically create those same systems inside of Notion, but you can do it in several different ways. It is probably the most used app on my iPad. I keep all of my podcast and content ideas in there. I have templates whenever I want to start a new page for a bonus podcast, for example. It instantly, I click bonus podcast and it goes and like pops out my template. So I just fill it in every single time with what I'm talking about in that particular episode. I used a Notion template to put together today's episode. It is also a cool place if you want to keep track of things like shows you've watched. I created a Notion template for the membership because my managers gave me a list they called Film School 101. It's like 60, 75 movies that they think all actors should watch because they're mentioned a lot in current content or they're just known as classics. All the way from like Mean Girls to like The Sting. Like it's a big, big list. By the way, The Sting is amazing if you haven't seen that movie. Oh, Paul Newman. So this list I made into a Notion template that I can check off as I go and add notes to each movie. So if you're really into note-taking, you want to take it to a 10, Notion's a great place to do it. I know a lot of people who keep their budgets in there. They keep track of habits and things like that. It's kind of the hub of everything type A if you really want to get into it. Or you can make it super basic and just keep it as a list. But if you're doing that, I would say just use Apple Notes. You don't need to get that technical. Okay, if you want to get really inside baseball with me here, and if you're really following this and loving it, you can connect Zapier to your Notion. So other 
apps and to-dos feed into your notion. (laughs) Some of you are going to hate this episode. So when I put a to-do item in like my Google Tasks, for example, that sidebar in Google that you could just add things to, I have it so it automatically drops into my to-do list on Notion. So those are kind of catch-alls. And then the Notion is like the master list. It's a lot, but I love it. This is the type of stuff I nerd out on. Okay. And lastly, I want to talk a little bit about social media. So you might have seen that I often post the same videos to YouTube Shorts and Instagram Reels and TikTok. I use a program for this. I do not go in anymore and post the same thing because it's exhausting. And it is really hard to be good at all of these platforms. To be honest, the podcast and the Instagram get the most of my attention and everything else I kind of just let flow in the background. If you're watching this on YouTube, thank you so much for being part of the YouTube. I promise you're going to get more attention later on. I know. I promise you. It's coming. There's a lot of videos in there, but I want to do more. We got to do one thing at a time. So there is an app called Metricool. I love this puppy. You can upload all of your social medias in one place and have the same content proliferate across all of the platforms at the same time or at separate times whenever you wish. So I use this for all of my social media. I use it for One Broke Actress. I use it for Fast Forward, our account The Women Are Speaking. We also use it for TM. I have Gabrielle using this for her Yo Gabrielle account. It is so smooth and easy to get everything set up there. And then when you create things like captions and content, you only have to do it one time. It is so easy to get lost in the weeds of social media and feel like you have to do it all and you have to do it all correct and you have to really put yourself out there. And I think there's a lot of pressure on actors to have a public facing page and all of these things and make sure you add to it, but make sure you add more than just headshots and da 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 da. And it's like, yikes, like it's exhausting out there. So make your life easier. I am such a fan of batching content. I very rarely record one podcast at a time. I very rarely create one thing at a time in Canva. That is, don't, that's a, if you don't know what Canva is, just please ignore that. I'm throwing a lot at you today. But when I go to post things for social media, one, just so you guys know, I have an editor. Her name is Dee. She's incredible. I take videos, I send them to her, and I wash my hands clean because I cannot show up in all of the places I'm supposed to and also edit my video. I would I would just, I would quit. <laughs> it's just not for me. So I put it in Dropbox And she gives it back to me in fully edited form. We've worked together for years. She does amazing work. If you are curious what she does for me, you can email us speakup at fastforward.com and I can share with you how we utilize our editors. Dee is one of our editors. We have another editor named Anna. She edits podcasts, YouTube, and social media. And they are quite the team we have. And that is how I can put out enough content to keep this machine going. So that is how I utilize it. I make a bunch at once. I send to an editor weeks in advance. She sends it back to me. And I prep it and post it on social media. Now, does that mean that my whole week is planned ahead of time? No, I still have spaces in my socials for stuff that I do off the cuff. But most of the time, I batch it the week before. So I'm just really really killing the illusion for you guys this week. But I think it's important to show how much work it takes to do this stuff and the ways that I shortcut it. I also utilize Notion, by the way, to plan my social media. So I have a tab in there that is all for content planning. 
So podcasts are pre-planned in advance. Social media in terms of like reels and things like that are often planned in advance, as well as carousel posts and bonus podcasts. And those are linked up. So everything goes from my recordings to Dropbox. I schedule it in Notion and then I get in and actually schedule it in Metrical. <laughs> it, this is a lot. I'm realizing as I'm saying it that this is quite overwhelming. So I want to really wrap this up and bring it home for you guys because you don't need a lot of these tools. And also you don't need them tomorrow. You don't even need them next year. This is just the softwares and systems that I utilize to keep my businesses and my day-to-day flowing. I keep track of my auditions in Notion now. I used to use a different online program, but you really only need a Google Sheet. Maybe you don't need to keep track of your auditions at all. If that works for you, that's great. Maybe you just like to put things on a paper calendar. Maybe you don't even want to fucks with social media, and that's totally fine too. But I wanted to share with you the things that I have learned along the way because these systems slowly integrated over time, one at a time, have really saved me a lot of time and energy and have made my businesses function, which has in turn helped my career continue to function. Now, When we come out of strike, I am very curious what this is going to look like and how I can utilize these systems to the best of my abilities when auditions get flowing again. Because some things have changed quite a bit since this year started. Because let's be honest, people were worried about the strike back in January, February. So we've really had a trepidatious year. So when things get going again and when auditions come back, the membership is much busier than it was before. It takes up a lot of time. So does my production company, Fast Forward. So I'm kind of figuring out how these things are all going to flow and continue to work for me and not against me when auditions pick up and things get busier. I think things like scheduling and staying efficient will be helpful, but I'm glad I know these systems now so I don't have to learn them later when I am busier. Then they can just be an asset and not detract from my day-to-day life. I hope this was not too techy for you guys. If you have questions about this podcast episode, please do me a favor and comment on the Instagram post that is about this podcast because I can help you from there. I realize this is a lot of stuff and you don't need it all, but some of it might be really helpful to you. That brings us to the end of today's podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening and I will talk to you next week.